This podcast is given to you by Arloka David Smith, teacher and founder of the Dharma Mind Buddhist Group. For more information, please go to dharmamind.net. talking to somebody this morning about distractions how how we have to be very careful with our practice how all sorts of physical things can mysteriously manifest Um, through practice through meditation through being still because that's where it's that's the basis of it all you know we are whether we realize it or not we are we are nothing but energy in fact everything in the entire universe is nothing but energy that manifests in different shapes and things but the basic um, ingredient or the basic reality as it were of the, the, the material thing is we, we're nothing it's, everything is energy and the characteristic of energy is that um, it's always moving it's never stagnant. It's always, it's always got to be doing so. It's alive, in other words. It's living. It's not dead. We tend to think of energy as, you know, like electric. We say, oh, well, that's that's like dead, you know. We don't consider that to be anything other than something that's generated, sort of a force that's generated. But actually, much more profound than that. Oh, actually, actually, everything is is energy, everything is alive and moving. <clears throat> and that, of course, goes for us. And when we sit on the cushion, in many ways, we're, we're, stopping, we're stopping that um, sort of natural flow. Um, and consequently, say, energy does not want, ever want to be still. It's always got to be doing something, going somewhere. That's just the way it is. And when we sit on the cushion and be still ourselves, you know, we're inviting, we're stopping the whole show. Start doing something we've probably never done in our lives, i.e. be still. Because we're always agitated, we're all, all restless, we're always moving. All the time, all the time, all the time. Get on the go all the time, all the time. And then we learn to meditate and then we just stop. We stop everything. And unless everything is, 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 is free and open and balanced, that energy that wants to flow through us is going to be bumping into obstacles. That's where our um, our own personal blockages are, as it were. Um, it's um, it's uh, for the want of a better word, our defilements, our, our imperfections. That 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 is energy. Everything is energy. Nothing is outside of energy. Where that energy has got itself sort of twisted up and has lost its natural purity of, of, of flowing like a stream of water it gets 
we get caught up with the world and we create, we create the world. And as soon as we do that, we start to interfere with that natural flow. And then we create what in fact are blockages in our natural flow of energy that flows through our body. Um, beyond the physical, you know, the, the psychic framework that we've all got, chakras and stuff like that. Um, that keeps us alive. It's who we are, actually. It's not it doesn't keep us alive. That's that, that that's 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 more who we are than the, than the physical thing. We think we're this physical thing, arms and legs and stuff, but that's just a that's just a ruse. If we are anything at all, that 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 natural flow, <clears throat> which is a natural flow of the universe that flows through us that when we are completely purified, everything is in balance. It's all about balance. But of course none of us are in balance properly. We've all we've all created we've all got our our mental creations which is which interferes with that balance and creates blockages. This is why we get ill. Most of our most of the illnesses that we have in our life are caused by what we create. We create through through our own lack of balance, emotional, mental balance, that we create these knots of energy that then blocks the psychic movement, the psychic channels, creates imbalance and we get sick. That's most of us, not, not, not all of our sickness, but certainly 80%. The sicknesses we get in our life are created. We are we are the creator. We don't obviously realise that, but we are the creator. And the more the more in balance you are, the more free. Um, you probably find you're a lot more healthy. And you usually find that the people who aren't healthy are always getting ill. Tend to be a little bit more, should we say, attached to things. Uh, which then creates this uh, creates the imbalance and and we we can experience it very directly on the cushion and most of us have experiences on the cushion that we don't have n normally um, there's a lot of things a lot of physical things that happen that you begin to feel blockages twitching, jumping, this and that, all sorts of stuff can happen. Just energy thrown through the body, pins and needles or anything. It's just, it's, you're stopping something that wants to, that's got to keep moving. And it's your stuff that's inside of you that you've built up through through your, your mental creations, emotional creations, that are stopping it. <clears throat> I say that's that creates physical can create physical problems, and it's where, as I say, I think I'm certain that most of our ails ailments we have in our life come from that basis. Uh, but we have to learn we have to learn to see that this is a part part of the landscape of this training, and not to be freaked out by it, <laughs> and not to get caught up by it, and make a problem of it. 
but just go with it. There's one major, there's one major feature that that you should always be very, very careful about. Is that I say this can manifest in all sorts of ways, and one of the ways that that you can start getting build-ups of energy inside your body. Uh, that you have to be careful of because you're full of very, very soft, tender organs. And you don't want masses of energy, <coughs> big knots of energy building up around organs. That's Then you can make yourself ill. And what you do, I'm not, this is not the first time I've, I've mentioned this, but if you do get something, especially around the heart, around here, with your awareness, <clears throat> go to that place, surround that energy with your awareness. And with your awareness, take it down below your navel. Come back. Push it down. This may sound weird, but actually what you're doing is is that you're getting to the reality of, of what energy is about. And your awareness and that energy are not two separate things. It's all this dualistic <coughs> stuff that we get caught up by. Um, but your awareness is all is all part of the same package, if you like. And if you get these, if you get these things, as I say, especially when you're born, especially up, 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 up by this region around your physical heart, surround it with your, become aware of it, surround it with your, with your awareness. Take your awareness from here. With your, with your mind's eye, push it down here, push it down, come back and push it down and keep pushing it down. Okay, you see, see how that works. Um, and that, that because because all that, all that energy, all that life force that, that 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 keeps us alive, who we are, enters enters the body through the through the hara below your navel through your breathing. It's, it's it's all it comes with your breathing and gets sort of filtered through as it were and then it comes and then it from there it it, it, it permeates your whole body, keeps you alive. Without it you'd be dead. It's who you are. It's not some abstract thing. It's who you are. Um so if it's in its home as it were, where where it's where it's born or where where it gathers then that can become very painful, and it can this this training when you when you contain your contain your outflows or your habits and you learn to contain them and not and not buy in and carry away by your normal emotional reactions to events situations <clears throat> you you can there's an energy there that wants that's that's found a habit that's that's become a habit that wants to exert itself whether it's verbally or physically in some way that wants to somebody's wound you up for example and, and the energy is energy there's emotional energy that must 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 um expend itself because that's the habit there's like channels you've you've created you've created a way out for that energy but now with containment you're you're 
you're, you're, as it were, you're shutting that you're shutting that path off. So you get that emotional build-up, but it's not it's not being able to be exert itself. So consequently, you can get a quite a build-up, quite a discomfort, even painful here, and it can be very uncomfortable. <coughs> but it's safe. However uncomfortable it be, it won't do any any harm because it's where it's supposed to be. It's at home, looking for somewhere to go. I want to get out of here. And it's like a ball of fire that you've created through your <coughs> through your habits. <coughs> and it can be very destructive if you're not because it's just power. That's why you need to be careful and be very alive to all of this because it's, it is something that most of us will experience and I know many of you have and I, I certainly have over the years. But it's okay. Don't make a problem of it. Just bring it down here. You can get other things, tinglings and, and, and different sort of energy running here and there, hot and cold. I don't think that's particularly... That's just... That's, that's okay. I don't think that's potentially particularly dangerous. It's when you get build-up of energy, and the worst thing you can do, you get a build-up somewhere, is to go there, give it all your attention. What's that about? Where's that coming from? Is it what, what? And then and then build a world around it. In other words, give it attention, and then you empower it. And all you'll do is just draw more energy into that and you'll make it worse. So if you can start identifying with these things, you you have the potential to actually increase these experiences. And what actually... And it, it's, like, it's like the discomfort you get, and if I've spoken about this, about in your legs when, when you're learning to sit half lotus on the cushion... The more attention that you give, my legs, my pain, why me, why this, you just pump it up. You're making a mountain out of what is actually a molehill. Molehills are uncomfortable, you can't deny, but a molehill isn't a mountain. You turn it into a mountain because you, ident you identify with it. And when you identify with it, you're drawing energy to it all the time. <clears throat> Consequently, you, you turn it into this big thing. And the way to do it is just acknowledge it, it's there. <clears throat> but don't, don't buy into it, don't identify with it. It's not my, my pain, my leg, because that, the truth is, it's not your pain, it's not your leg, actually. That's the truth of it. But you make it my pain, my leg. And you suffer, and you make it, and you make it worse. You compound it. <clears throat> and the same principle with his, with his other other things that can rise up in your in your practice through being still. That these things can begin. This energy can begin. The same thing. If you're going to go there and start, oh, what's this about? Oh, is this okay? Is it going to do this to me? Is it going to do that? What am I doing this for, Daddy, Daddy? You you you'll make it worse. Because you're bringing self-identity to, to, to it, and, and you'll be empowering it. <clears throat> you'll be empowering it because you'll be bringing energy to it, and you'll make it worse, and you'll suffer more.
rather than just that's the way okay that's okay I'll just roll with it I'll go with it it's of course it's uncomfortable and it can freak me out <clears throat> because I'm I don't know what this is about never had this before this is where it takes you know do you start to react to that or do you say well that's okay I'll go with it until something something really bad happens I mean, there's a there, there is a sort of a philosophical attitude that you have to have to practice and things and things that you experience. If you're going to get wound up with every little thing that comes to you and, and make and make an issue of everything, you you can make so many problems for yourself. <clears throat> but if you can just stay with it and just trust the law of impermanence. So well, it's here. I know. I don't know what's going on here, but I just, I just leave it and I just carry on. <clears throat> and um, lo and behold, you'll find that it will change. It will go into change. When? Who knows? Today, tomorrow, next week. Maybe you carry it for a while. But unless it builds up and becomes a really big issue not because you've been buying into it, although maybe it is something physical, maybe you do have to go and get it checked out, maybe. But nine times out of ten, you don't. It will, it will, it will. This energy that's got to go somewhere, that's building there, it will, if you leave it alone, it's like if you can see see its source and, and, and keep it in its source, <clears throat> not allow it to get caught up with your self-identity and my, me and my body, it will revert back into its true true nature, into its purity and flow. This is this is the impermanence of the thing. It would, it would just, because its energy's got to go somewhere, you can't keep it forever. And it's, it's, part, of, it's part of the landscape of just learning to leave things alone. And actually, <laughs> it reminded you probably find this funny, but it was not funny at the time, I can assure you. When I was in, when I was in Sri Lanka, sitting a lot every day on my own, <clears throat> no distractions. So I wasn't busy and things weren't distracting me. So anything that comes along in those sorts of environments, you can really make into a big deal because there ain't much to, to attach to. And I can remember just sit, sitting there after, you know, after, after years of sitting. Um, when I was breathing, <clears throat> just breathing naturally, breathing out, <clears throat> I got this whistle in my nose. I mean, I think most of us get... I mean, maybe it depends on what sort of nose you've got or the shape of it, I don't know. But if, you, if you've got a perfectly formed nose like this one, <laughs> then you'll... Then, you know, these little things tend to come along and you sort of blow your nose and it goes away or you give a good big snort or something or you do this or whatever. Yeah, so you're sitting there, sitting there now. <coughs> And after a while, you think, (laughs) 
Oh, you know. Clear water. Settle down again. And that, I can tell you, I used to blow my nose, I'd stick a finger up my nose, a little finger, then a bigger one, <laughs> then two fingers, <laughs> then my elbow. <laughs> Whatever i don't done, pour water, turned up, do all the yogi stuff, turned upside down, pour water up my nose, blew it, sucked it, everything. Settle down, get a cough. And then, oh, good, it's gone. And then after about two minutes. <laughs> couldn't get rid of it. Oh, what the hell am I going to do? I cannot get rid of this. It's with me all the time. And it's like, you know, it's literally in your face, isn't it? <laughs> and I, you know, I thought, well, I can make a real, I can really get mad with this. I can get really mad, but even if I get mad, what am I going to do? I can make a, I can really make a problem. Though it's, it's like you know, it's not a sort of particularly sort of serious physical thing. It's such a distraction, and when you can't do anything about it, and that's from what I remember, I had that every sitting period for about a year and a half. And what I did, so you breathe slower, so if, when you breathe slower you stop, because there's some vibration going on. And it didn't, make, it didn't make any difference, or you breathe faster, anything, anything to stop it. It would soon, as soon as you sort of relax, as soon as I relax. And I say, this went on for so long, and, I, and it was such a lesson... Because I had, such, I had such a long time to, to, to look at it and ponder it and see my emotions around it day after day and just seeing, uh, you know, come along and trying to meditate and, and carry on without being distracted. <clears throat> the whole challenge of the whole thing. And it was such a lesson that Look, look, man, you, you know, you could, you, you've come all this way and you're doing all this sitting and you're doing all, all this sacrifice and going through all of this stuff here. This could wreck the whole, this could wreck the whole thing. You know, I, I've had enough of this. And just, I don't know, I don't know what you do, just stop sitting, I suppose. And, and just get mad with it, mad with the face and why me and take it personally. Why me? Why should this happen to me? Look at the sacrifice I've made and look at this. And I can't get rid of the damn thing. Whatever I do, I can't get rid of it. And I could see all those sorts of scenarios, like the, the potential of all of those. Or alternatively, I could just accept it and say, well, I've tried, I'm trying to get rid of it. I'm not going to get rid of it. I've done everything I could think of to get rid of it. And I'm just going to have to live with it and, and just not make a problem out of it. And just try to, rather than that energy and that all that distraction that we get, <clears throat> and it's totally self-identity. It's all me, me and my nose, me and my distraction, why me? 
all that sort of me, 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 nothing else but me, because in its in itself, it's just it's just a dharma, it's just neutral, it's just due to circumstance, condition, co-production. That when there's whatever's up there, and the shape of the nose, and maybe some little hairs up there, and whatever contents are there, when they all come together and form a particular pattern, it happens. You whistle. Nothing to do with me, but it's my nose, my practice, why me, blah, blah, blah. All of that, all a complete creation. None of it has anything whatsoever to do with this. The self hasn't made this. And it was, you know, it was it was a huge lesson because it's something I could I could deal with because it wasn't so massive. It wasn't like a big physical thing that was going on that was just overpowering me. It was just just a real real annoyance that was with me for a year and a half. And I just saw then that was such a lesson. Boy, I could so easily make a problem with this, or I could accept it. That's the way it is, and carry on and just give my attention to to my sitting and just leave it on the periphery somewhere and it's just that's the way it is which is what I'd done which is what I did and then after I think it was about a year it was a very long time I think it was about after after about a year and a half it just stopped and I have no I, I didn't do anything I don't know why it stopped I mean, I don't know what happened to make it stop because I, I I gave up trying to do it a long time. I gave up a long time before. I gave up trying to get rid of it. <clears throat> and as far as I was concerned, I was just carrying on as as I did the day before and the day before and the day before. And then and then, can you imagine? Can you imagine the joy when it stopped? <laughs> and I realised I thought I've lost my friend. <laughs> oh, oh please don't leave me I got so I got so used to you oh no I didn't say that um, and it's gone because what was that that distraction that I was determined not to make a problem out of it but also what and things because I've learned learned prior with other things that everything is impermanent and if you just have the patience Patience, which is a massive, massive thing, which most of us don't have. You just got the patience just to go with it, not make a problem of it, it will go into change. And that goes for everything. Can you do that? Can you do that in your life? With all the with all with all the irritations and the niggles and the and the distractions that you get, because because the ideal of this training, the way it works, to discover your liberation, is to be still, and if you're still, you're not distracted. You can't be distracted and still at the same time. We want to be still. That's our aspiration. Because when you're still, you can see. You can see who you are. You can see this, for example. See the world that's around it. Because I had stillness and I would just see it. And I'd watch myself, watch my reactions, my emotions, and, and all the potential things that I could create around this. Make an, make an absolute, turn it into an absolute battle. Or an absolute 
disaster for myself. All of those things. To be able to be able to to see that to see that and see the clarity around the whole thing was possible because I was still and just observing it and seeing it. And see there you are. There you are. That 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 is that is an example, a metaphor for the whole of your life. And the whole of this practice, because this practice, unlike in, in life in general, we don't have to be still. In fact, we, if you're still in life, you'd probably be a failure. You've got to be on the go all the time to be successful. But when you come to this, as I'm, I'm always saying, the Dharma is the complete opposite. Is that we want stillness, we don't want busyness. And when, you, when you're still, then you see. It, that's, that's the rule, if you like. That's the uncompromising thing. And that's what you learn. When you're on the cushion for those few minutes, if it's only, you know, one sit a day or whatever, is that you just be still. And when you're still, you stand a good chance of finding who you really are. Finding that place of absolute clarity that you can... Park yourself there. And with that clarity, you can see. You can see the world that you're making. You can see the suffering that you're making for yourself. There's something there that's waiting to kick in and, and, and start to generate the world. And all of, all of your attachments and all the things that, that, that stop you from being still, that keep you on the move all the time, that keep this restlessness going and stuff, you can see it, you can watch it, just like watching a, a film. Why? Because you're still. You can see it, so here you are, look. I'm about to make a problem here, I'm about to get caught, caught up with something here, and just create something that I'm familiar with. That's why stillness is, is paramount. And the way we become still is that we don't buy into our habits. We don't buy into the temptations to the things that are continually coming to us that, 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 that want to distract us. That's all. And when you're not distracted, you are here. This is called reality. You're here something I talk about all the time and the reason why you're not here is because you're distracted and why do you become distracted is because because there's a self-identity around something because if it wasn't you would just leave it alone somehow you take it personally and so you get distracted you get caught by it and once you get caught half, most of the time you can't stop yourself because you just open the door to a habit and you just you just follow it. And all the time you're following it, you're increasing it, you're reinforcing it. So that it's there when it finally goes into change, because it will, when it goes into change, that energy and that habit that you've got is, is just waiting to, when the circumstances present themselves again, you're off again. And you feed it. And you reinforce it. 
and that's why it's so important for us to see see what we do to ourselves. You can't blame anybody else. See what see what you do to yourself. And the more still you are, the more clarity you've got, the more you can observe yourself, the more you can see what you do, the way you chase and the way you get caught and the way you you can see that red. It's like this agitation within you. It's just looking for something, anything to attach to, to take you away from who you really are because that's what's happening. I always get, getting you to, to be lost in something or other. And it's for us to wake up to that. So we need to train ourselves with these with these distractions. I say, like on the cushion, just going back to the beginning there, and all the different things, all the different phenomenons that can come out of learning to be still. And it doesn't all have to be that, um, you know, st- stuff that can can bother you, that can freak you out, that can think, oh God, this, you know. I'm going to do some damage here, all this energy, what's going to happen to me, am I going to die, something's going to happen. It can go the other way too, because it's energy, is that you can become incredibly blissful. And you can have all sorts of experiences. Music is a very common one. I had music in my head literally for years. Literally for years. Most fantastic Un- unparalleled you couldn't you couldn't make it with instruments uh, just like it's looped over and over and it never becomes boring and it's wonderful and by god you can get caught up with that you know but you just got to see it it's fantastic enjoy it don't make a problem of it and let it just play itself that's all to do with concentration it's all to do with energy and, and just the, the, the forces in the universe that, that, we don't, that we don't connect with most of the time because we've, we've managed to lock ourselves away from everything. But it can open up to all sorts of things. So it doesn't have to be negative. It can be, it can be, it can be the complete opposite, which can, in many ways is a, is a lot more difficult to deal with because it's so alluring and you want more. And the massive attachment can come around these. Mind you, if you do start to get massively attached to these things, they'll soon disappear as it happens because they're there because of non-attachment. So if you start getting, oh, I want more of that, um, it'll soon be off. But these are the things that can happen when you learn to be still. And you have to get used to that and it's okay it's all passing phenomenon the same that you are a passing phenomenon don't make a problem don't distract don't make a mountain out of a molehill go with it and you'll find that virtually all of them will just go into change whether it's today tomorrow months you may get a whistle in your nose and carry that around for you for two years hope you don't by the way Um, but that will go into change when circumstances change that created it in the first place it will will cease to be 
works in permanence, the way things work. For you to identify that and to go with that law. And if you go with that law, you won't go running around grabbing hold of things because you know they're, they're, they're passing through. And not only are they passing through, they, they are taking you away from, 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 the, from the, the, the essential quality that you're looking for with what we do with Dharma training and that stillness is to be still, is to be silent and still and open. Because when you're in that when you're in that place there, you can see. You can see. You can see yourself, the world, you can see all the you can see your dukkha. You're here because of dukkha in the first place. You're here because you're you're fed up with dukkha and you want to know what the hell's why, why is life light and why is life unsatisfactory? If you didn't think that, you wouldn't come here. If you thought life was fantastic and you and you happy and, and skipping and laughing all day long, you you can't do what we do. And there are people like that. They will never practice. They know, you know, in, in Buddhist terms, they say, you know, if you go to the hell realms where you don't experience any dukkha, you can't do this. You got to, there's got to be an edge there. That, that that brings you to it and keeps you there. So you wanna, so you want to find out what's what's going on because you don't want it. <clears throat> Who wants it? Nobody wants to suffer. Everyone wants to be happy and free and joyful. Of course you do. It's what we all want. So you have to see how it works. You know, wake up to how, how, how the mechanism works and how you create dukkha for yourself. And don't go pointing the finger at other people. Own it. Own, own, all, uh, own all your reactions. Stop dumping it on other people. Own your stuff. When you own it, you can do something about it. When you park it onto somebody else, then, well, that's nothing to do with me. I can't do anything about that. So you, you so you don't change. So you just carry on. So this, I would say, this reminded me this morning, and that, and that, and that thing there, that, you know, which is which is amusing till you experience it, because it's not like a dangerous thing. But you could see the distraction, and just watch your own distraction. I always remember in my, in my Zen days there was one particular chap who was always people found um, he was well, I don't want to use the word clown but he was a sort of funny fellow in the and every he, well he wanted attention basically and he, and he got what he wanted he got a lot of attention and I always remember just observing and seeing him the way he was so caught up no, no sense of no one, well, no sense of stillness there, and just watching him, um, and uh, sort of being around him. It's amazing, amazing. And like for example, we go, go for a little walk down the shop. I remember doing that one day. We set off. It's only like a five ten minute walk down the hill, just in London, and and starting off, and he'd be chattering away, and then he would just see something. And he would just stop and he would start looking at it. 
No, nothing particular. Like, like I was maybe like the privet head you walk past. Privet head, for goodness sake, how does that excite you? Huh? I mean, who stops and ponders privet hedges? I always remember that, and you just stop and go, oh, look at this. Look at those different coloured leaves and, and how how that different... I said, look, yeah, that's great. That's great, but we're going to the shops. You know, we've got to go and buy things. We've got, we've got something to do. We're not stopping every two seconds and being distracted by everything that comes into our vision. Because if you do that, we will never get to the shops and we'll, we'll never get what we set out to do. We'll probably starve to death in the end because I'm sure we're going for food. You know, you want food because you want to make a meal. So it's like it's like what you do. So you go off. You've got this. You got you on a mission. I'm going to buy food. That means that's the only thing that, that should interest you, and 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 be single-minded, and and that that's what you're doing, so that you can bring the food back and you can cook a meal. If you're gonna, if you allow yourself to be pulled around by everything that comes into your, and not only that, you completely drain yourself of energy. And you completely piss everybody else off around who's living with you. Because nothing gets done. It's all just a mess. It's, there's, no, there's no focus. There's no discipline with anything. I mean, this is an extreme. And in this case, it was quite amusing a lot of the time. But actually, a lot of the time, it wasn't amusing, actually. Because the chap suffered hugely, hugely actually, massive self-identity, convinced he was going to die at any minute. And actually, he got more strength than him. He's going to outlive, outlive everybody, actually. But you, you could never see that. Massive self-identity, everything, and it was all, all this ducker. I'm just saying, but that's the way he is. But he, like he was in the, in the environment where he was supposed to be doing something about that. So it became very very stark but 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 you know you could see you could see what was going on there that it was all about attachment all the time anything that kept, uh, all all look at that look at the patterns you notice the pattern on this on the end of this mic the way it all you know and spend spend half an hour looking and I'm meant to be doing something else you know, that's called attachment, and that just that breeds dukkha. That breeds, that's not that doesn't give you peace. It brings you agitation, and then you start to weave all sorts of <coughs> scenarios around these things. This is what we have to be so careful about. And I say, example, that I say most of us get these physical things, tensions and energy rushes and, and this, that and the others. It's okay. Just go, you know, this is an adventure and it's not always, it's not always fun. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes, you know, you feel like you're walking on the edge. You really do. You think, and I think I think everybody's walking on the edge between sanity and insanity, whatever insanity is, I don't know. But 
you know, when you, you, we all seem to be walking a tightrope. It's the human condition. We all seem to be on the brink. Anything, we're not far away from falling over, you know, losing it, as people do. Lots of people do. But we are sufficiently together that we can actually take control of ourselves and actually work on work on ourselves. But we're still we're still damn close. It's, 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 it's human. It's the human makeup. We are very close to the edge, and and I think I think that's very exciting actually. <coughs> and I think it's. I think it's good to walk along the edge. <laughs> and uh, just take chances sometimes. I think to take chances, okay, calculated chance, not, not irresponsible, stupid chance, that's, that's, that's dumb. That's when, that's when you're in trouble. But sometimes, you know, you come to things like this and you think, well... Not quite sure about this. It could be potentially like this and like the world. It's sort of all right, but there's a potential. But I'll just give it a go anyway, rather than back off. So, oh no, I can't go there. Can't can't take a chance. If you're like that and you just retreat, retreat into your bubble all the time, nothing nothing will ever change. Nothing will change with you. There has to be an element of chance. All adventures have an element of chance, otherwise it's not an adventure, is it? You go off and think, Yeah, I'm going I'm going I'm going somewhere, I'm gonna go for a walk at, through the country and I'm gonna climb a mountain and I'm gonna walk in valleys and off for these days on my own, and 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 think, well, this this is going to be this is going to be such an adventure. But hang on, things can happen. Maybe some wild animal will come and get me, or I'll fall over and <coughs> break my leg, and nobody knows I'm going to be there. And I could be there, and I could I could die in agony because I've fallen over, I've fallen over an edge somewhere, or I've fallen into the lake. I can't get out, and you and you can you can you can have all, and, and they're all possible. I mean, there's nothing there that's not possible, and, it, and everything that's happened. But you have to think about that, think and take precautions, and be sensible. Go with the right gear, take the food, and, and be sensible. Make sure you're prepared for the journey. But at the end of the day, you're taking a chance. There's an element of chance there because anything can happen. A tree can fall on you. And you get wound up and start, oh, a tree can fall on me. I can fall over, fall over the edge. I can break my leg. Ooh, that, well, I've heard about that. I've read it. It, it happens. Look at that avalanche that happened the other day. Hundreds of dozens of people, hundreds of people, I don't know, lots of people got killed. Oh, I'm never going to go near a mountain again. <sighs> Could happen to me. So you can rationalise it. You can rationalise all of these things. And then you can stay at home. Then you're going to feel safe. 
But you'll never have the adventure. You, you'll never get the opportunity to get to know yourself and to change and to see your limitations and to test your barriers and to test your your your, your comfort zone. You do that. And there's lots of people, in fact, most people are like that. But you ain't going to change. Most people don't want to change, you, you assume. But if you want to get to the bottom of yourself here and get uh, find out what's going on and do something about it, maybe you have to be prepared to take a bit of a risk now and then. Calculated risk. Be prepared for the journey of all the right gear, the food, everything that's needed. Or if you put all the common sense things in place, but still there's an element that there's an element of chance. And you think about those things. So, well, yeah, this could happen, that could happen, but I'm going to take a chance anyway. What's, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I think, well, there you go. I'll just give it a go. And nine times out, well, more than nine times out of ten, you get away with it. It doesn't work that way at all. I think the braver you are, the more you prepare to somehow life seems to look after you actually I think but then nothing's guaranteed you can't, you can't put money on anything get get 100% guarantee you're always going to take a chance and you have to I think you, I'm certain you have to have that spirit when you do this you have to take chances and the chances you're going to take a lot of the time are usually mental and emotional where you feel like you're walking along that edge any moment I'm just going to drop off and I ain't going to come back because I've had that but I'll give it a go anyway because I don't really know if that's going to happen and more often than not it doesn't happen actually it might happen but there you go that's life is a lottery but I think it's worth taking a chance, actually, because the reward makes it all worthwhile. Because if you don't, if you're not prepared, if you're not prepared to to step into the unknown, unknown like that, then nothing would ever change. You'll never get to know your duck. All you do is just reinforce it, and you probably end up hating yourself because you you see yourself as a, as a well a coward, somebody who's not prepared to stretch themselves so when you come situations like this go there say well what's the worst you know if it gets really bad then I'll go and see the doctor I'll go and see an osteopath or something you know you know plenty of people I could go and see if it's really really bad really 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 bad I'll just give it a go see what happens and then when you finally come out the other way, you can look back and you think, look at all those obstacles I could have set up there, all those things, all those ne- negative, all the negativity that I could have brought to that situation, and justified, absolutely justified, not doing, not not taking that chance. And you look back on that, and I think this training, you, you, you're always in that. I think you're always in that position or that that p- potential position. Where, where it, it, it's getting on the edge of a comfort zone, going into the unknown, and never and never being absolutely certain. Well, if you go into the unknown, you don't know the unknown, do you? By definition, so so by definition, you're taking a chance. 
you know, and are you prepared to take the chance? How precious do you think you are, I suppose, at the end of the day? <laughs> or are you prepared to, well, you know, let's, let's give it a go. You get, you get very excited by it, I think. And really take yourself on the edge and just, you know, go with the wind. I don't know what that expression is. Fly into the wind or something. It's amazing how you, amazing how you come out the other end. Amazing, amazing, amazing how you come out the other side and then you look back and half the time you just laugh because you're the one who's creating all the problems, creating all the, all the potential obstacles and things and stuff and you turn and you look it's not been like that at all it's not been my experience and you come out the other end and I think that's all part of I've always called this an adventure you've got to see this in an adventure if you think it's if it's some sort of exercise that you're embarking upon that you want to learn about this thing called Buddhism and, and this well, it's called a path, isn't it? I want to walk that path. And you want to make notes as you go along. And just, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I understand. Yeah, right. Oh, well, that's very, very interesting. I didn't realise that one. It took me ages to realise that. And go with that attitude. Um, I don't think it's like that at all. Not, 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 not real, not real change, because real change is emotional, and it's all to do with the self-identity around the emotions and 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 how you how you've created a created a a world for yourself where you look after yourself, and all of that's got to be challenged. Every bit of it, you've got to put it out, hang it out to dry, as it were, see what happens, and all the fear that you create and stuff and see how real that fear is and face up to the fear turn into it and look at it and open up to it and see, and see, see. all your life you've taken that fear to be real that you've, that you've allowed it you've allowed it to, 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 to determine your life because you're frightened you're frightened as something's going to happen to you physically, mentally, emotionally whatever, but it's something that you feel you need to protect yourself to protect yourself from and, and uh, all, all, the, all this fear stuff and so you you, 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 you react to it you, you, you allow it you allow it to, to, to take you over to dominate you, to control you and to condition your life so that you st you stay in this sense of fear with diff different aspects there. But if you want a real adventure, just turn around and look at the fear. Say, no, I'm not going to... Hang on, OK. All right, I'm going to go mad here, or I'm going to... Something's going to happen to me because I I've, I've never been able to go there before. And now I'm going. I'm just going to see what happens, and I'm just going to turn. I'm not going to fight it, but I'm not going to feed it. I'm just going to turn, and I'm just going to have a look at this thing called fear, and see if it's the monster 
and the thing that possesses me see, 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 see you know see how real it is call it its bluff not in an aggressive way okay that's called stepping out of your out of your bubble whatever the situation may be see what happens to that fear see see how the reality of that fear how real it is that thing that's that's totally dominated you all of your life in a particular area a particular thing see the reality because you've always given in you've always run away you've always reacted reinforced now you're just going to look that's called taking a chance and that can be incredibly difficult courageous actually because it's like something that's bigger than you that's going to overwhelm you that's more powerful than you can you turn around and look at it at least have a glimpse do your best before you have to go back into your protective mode but just more and more stay with it and maybe in the end maybe maybe this thing whatever and I know again from my own experience seeing these things and seeing how enslaved and how how it's it's just like something owns you it's like you're something's pet it's got it's got a collar a collar around it and a lead and it's going like this all the time Come on, no do this, no do that. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. You follow it, follow it. And I know for me, with, with, with different things that come in, in the end, I think, I've had enough of this. I'm really, really had enough of this. And I look and I think, you know, you've been on my back, mate, all my life. Not here, not now. Year after year, I can think back year after year. That, that that you've been on my on my back, on my shoulder all the time, just going like this. I've had enough of this. And I know you're big and you're powerful, obviously you are, because you you've dominated me. I'm just sick and tired of it. And maybe 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 I'm maybe I'm even gonna die because you're so powerful. But I've had enough. I'm just so bloody sick of it. And then just turn around and not fight it, just turn and say, well, okay. Come and do what, do your dastardly worst that, that I've convinced myself is what you're going to do to me. I'm giving in, you can do it. You see, you see what happens to that fear. You have a look, see it. It is unbelievable, unbelievable you realise that you've just created the whole thing and it has no reality whatsoever and yet it's completely it's completely dominated your life and yet when you see it it's not even there but you have to you have to you have to be willing to turn around and take the chance because you're convinced that you know you're going to go mad or you something's going to happen to you because that's the way that's what you've created over the over the time over the years probably that it's going to it's obviously something 
something something very negative is going to happen to you. So, so you are taking the chance because you think, well, this can happen. But you say, oh, but I'm going to take a chance now. I'm going to, uh, and if and if the worst comes to the worst, well, then I've made a mistake, then haven't I? You see what happens. You do that. That's to me is, is the adventure of it. Because you take a chance, and it's very, it's incredibly difficult, hugely difficult, so difficult that you can't do it in one go. Most things you can't do it. It's too, you you've invested too much energy there, too much, too much stuff that's too big for you. But you can begin to turn the ship around and just begin to look at it and just, and then and then come back again and come back again. And then one day you can just look at it and just, okay, I'm all yours, mate. You see what happens to it. And then you realise all your life you've been, you've been in this bound and gagged all your life by something that's nothing more than a creation of your own mind. And you've cre- you've created that. It's not somebody else has created it and dumped it on you, which of course is what you do, your mother and your father and your wife and your husband, etc. You see that that, my God, I've actually created that myself. I've made this. I've made my own prison. I've made my own suffering. But to be able to turn around and do that, you've got to take a chance, because you may have got it wrong. You, you don't know, you're taking a chance. So you have to go with it and open to it and say, yes, not fight. This is not one of these jobs. It's yes, it's a turning and opening. And that happens on all levels. Big stuff is too much, but the smaller stuff. So just going back, you know, to these little little niggles that we all get, these little distractions that we all get, that we just we, we just make into something. But really, when you look at them, are they really so such a big deal? Just turn around and face them and say, no, I'm not going to chase you anymore. I'm not going to be pulled around by you. I'm not going to buy into you. I'm not going to buy into something that's going on in my body and not, I'm not going to make a mountain out of this. I'm just going to, I'm going to bear with it. I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to take a chance that actually it's not, it's not what my imagination thinks that it is. And I'm not going to create anything around it. Stay with it. So whatever you think changes, I'll stay with it. Have the patience and the endurance, the kishanti. That's what patient endurance is about. What do you think patient endurance is about? Like, like, Paramita 